Hello, and welcome to Stress Less with me, Jess. Today, my special guest is Star Hansen. Hello, Star. Hi, Jess. I'm so excited to be here today to talk about stress. No way. Girl, you are going to be relieving some people's stress already. Let's just get right into it. You are a clutter whisperer. Okay, Correct. did we hear that? We get rid of clutter. We organize. This is my favorite part of your bio. You help people who feel like they're a hot mess. Can everybody just raise their hand right now if you feel like you're a hot mess? <laughs> Two hands up. Here we go. Right? And so you help us not, this is all the big part. There's ways you can, we like you said, you can go on Instagram, you can watch the Netflix series, you can go on TikTok, all those things, and find out these habits and tricks. But what you talk about is why there's even clutter in the first place. Because if you're, if you have the same mindset like me, you might fix that one drawer or that one closet and things like that, but you're just going to put that habit into a different place. You're just going to move that vice, right? Totally. Totally. Yeah. It's so, I mean, yes, we are just drowning in organizing solutions. We've never had more at our availability. We also, a lot of people were home during COVID and had all the time in the world and they still didn't do it. And I'm not knocking anyone. Y'all are doing the best you can. So proud of you. Go you. And if solutions or time was the solution, the true solution of clutter, we'd already be organized. I wouldn't have a job. This industry wouldn't exist. And yet this industry is go growing every single year. And so my focus is why is the clutter there? And beyond that, how is that clutter helping you? Because I don't believe that clutter is proof of your defects. I think it's proof of your genius. And I help people discover what that is. Yes. I love that. because It's not baking something that a lot of us get embarrassed of, right? There's that room, there's that drawer that we all shut when somebody comes over, like, you're like, oh, 10 minutes down the road and you go slam, 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 right? Shut all those doors. So I love that you're like, hey, this is who you are. Let's embrace it. Let's learn from that, right? Yes, totally. We call it the room of doom, you know, it's like <laughs> the shove space. Oh no, you come over unannounced, get in there. Um, you know, it's, I think the science has been just beat over the head about how clutter adds stress to our lives, how horrible it is. Just the worst case scenario. It makes us sleep poorly. We choose poor foods. It puts us in fight or flight. Let's just name that that exists. And that's true. <clears throat> and there is so much more to it than that. There's this amazing quote by Dr. Darby Saxby, who's uh, in psychology at um, the university of Southern California. And she talks about how clutter is in the eye of the beholder. And so all the science says, it's a problem if you think it's a problem. And so what I, yeah, yeah, clutter is only a problem if you think it's a problem. And there's all this interesting science that goes into like, okay, so a husband and wife are both being looked at, our partners are being looked at. And the, you know, we'll just, in this case, we'll say one partner feels the responsibility of the house and the other doesn't, they have the same clutter. The one who feels the responsibility of the house and talks about and experiences the clutter is a bad thing, experiences spikes in cortisol. The one who doesn't, the one who's able to detach and remove and just be like, it just exists, but it doesn't define me does not have a spike in cortisol. And so it's really how we approach our clutter that makes all the difference in the world, right? So what we want to do is we want to do two things. We want to shift from curiosity or from judgment into curiosity. We want to stop looking at our clutter like it's the problem, right? And then this is where I come in. You want to figure out how it's helping you because I have never seen clutter not benefit you in some way. And this is the kind of like mind blower here because everyone's like, no, 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 clutter is bad. And I'm like, mm, 
unless it's recurring clutter, and then it's trying desperately to help you. It's doing something. So think of that pile on the kitchen counter that never seems to go away. Are you in my head? Okay. I told, I'm, I'm in your house right now. It's like a 1990s movie where I'm like, I'm in the closet. Um, so, no. So yeah, like that pile on the counter oftentimes has connection to reminding us, right? So it is acting as a reminder, or maybe it's saving you time by keeping you from having to walk all the way to the back of the house to put something away where you will never see it again, right? Maybe it'll make you feel empowered to talk to your partner or your kids if you see it. I mean, there's so many layers of how our clutter is helping us. And that's where it gets really exciting to explore. Okay. So I, I feel there's listeners and they're going, okay, I hear you benefit things like that. But I also hear them because I'm with them still wanting, we'll stick with the significant others one, right? Or even kids still wanting to yell at them for the pile of shoes, still wanting to yell at them. I don't know. My fiance, he's a big, just pocket dumper. And he just like dumps <laughs> everything onto the counter. And I just, I just look at it and it makes me sweat. So I'm like, no. Right. But I think about that when I speak, I talk about your environment and taking care of it. Right. And I'm very much like you, it doesn't have to be, you know, alphabetical order or color coordinated, things like that. Know where things are, what's the purpose and, you know, is it bringing you joy and all that kind of fun stuff. But to me, what I'm hearing is that even the, dis the clutter is something. So, okay. Can yeah. we, can I ask more questions? Totally. Well, okay. can I also like, just hit, yeah, like please, dial yeah. into like the fiance and the kids. So like, so it's really common with kids to feel like they are a road bump to our organization and even spouses. Sometimes I could be so organized if only I didn't have a tiny human dumping all their crap onto the dining room floor. <laughs> I would be so organized, right? But we live with other people. And so it's really tricky. And with kids specifically, we are in the process as the parents of teaching them how to navigate the world. So oftentimes for you to have that organized house means bypassing them learning how to get organized, which is the number one cry that most people have when they're standing as adults. I never got taught how to organize a space. So we're bypassing those kids needs to have what we perceive we need to have, which is a perfectly organized house, which can I also say belongs so much to the 1950s right? When the little woman would stay home and that's all she had to do, take care of the kids, make some food and keep the house. We are now doing all of that and working. It's a lot, like it is too much on our plates. And then the second part I'll say about the fiance, it's hard to live with other people. We'll just name that that's true. But also like everybody needs space to be their freest self. So I see it a lot with, with clients who have maybe one partner has ADHD, the other partner maybe has OCD. And so it's really tricky. Like the partner with ADHD or AH, oh my, oh my gosh, did you just see it left my brain? That the one partner, back, the neurodivergent friend, our neurodivergent friend needs a place where they can literally just be their themselves, like make piles, make clutter, do what they need to do without being judged or attacked. And the person who maybe needs things a little bit more, you know, straight and narrow needs somewhere in the house that they know they can count on that very clean, organized state. And so both people deserve to have what they need. And then you find the commonalities of like, okay, great. Together, we are going to choose how the kitchen counter looks. Those are our mutual spaces or the dining room, whatever it is for you. Wow, I feel like you just kind of solved so many people's arguments by the way you just framed that one. Like you said, obviously we all know the life isn't the way it used to be. No one's just staying at home, cooking and cleaning, which again, that's hard that we're not discounting like the 1950s and sixties, but now we've added, like you said, added stressors are on there. Right. So we either it's 
we also have a job, but also the kids have so many hobbies. They're not just in one sport. Now they're in like six different sports and then they're on the, you know, there, there's so many different things. Right. And then like you said, I think with the significant others, we are two different people, right? Which is why we love each other. We love the differences. We love it's the what context. Works. It's what yeah, works. It's what, yeah. You would not be into someone that was like a doppelganger of yourself. You'd be like, it's a little boring. I've already seen this, done this. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm a few I decades think- in. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know what's <laughs> happening over here for most of the part, right? Totally. Right. But I think what, what the when you said they need space to give them for themselves, it makes so much sense. Because I'm thinking about, so I'll make it this personal. I'm thinking about my fiance. He's very, very OCD. He's color coordinated. I mean, it's from light to dark. Oh, uh, my brain doesn't work this way, right? No, I mean, everything. Everything's labeled in this garage, right? It's it's all of that. But on the counter, that's his dumping spot. And it's the only spot that he is quote, quote unquote messy, yeah. right? Or quote unquote disorganized, right? If you open any drawer, everything's still labeled. So now that you kind of said that for me, I just kind of, my own weight just lifts off going, that makes sense. He needs a spot to be, like you said, kind of chaotic. And something works about it, right? So there's the level of chaos where people sometimes thrive in creativity with the chaos, where they really do what better with the chaos. And other times where it may be exactly what he needs. Like it's serving him because he doesn't want to forget to take his things when he leaves. He wants to feel grounded. Like who knows, maybe when he gets home, it's like dumping anchor for him. And he's like, ah, I'm here. And if it was like polite and sweet and tiny, he wouldn't feel as like embodied and at home. And so sometimes we want to leave the realm of logic and go into the complex beings that we are, which is like, okay, what is he getting from this? What feels good when you come home and dump? Like I know there are days where I don't make my bed. I know that most people would be like, oh, you have to make your bed and be organized. No, I do not think so. Because when I don't make my bed, it is like I am inviting myself back to sleep. I am inviting myself into a nap. It's inviting at night. Like it reminds me that no matter how busy my day gets, there is a big warm hug waiting for me somewhere in the house. Right. And so if your perception is that I have to have a bed made or I'm disorganized, I look disorganized when the truth is what I'm doing is I'm comforting myself. And that's what we want to look for is like, how is our clutter serving us? How does the chaos benefit us in some way? Because if it is recurring, it is benefiting you in some way. Now, once you know how it's benefiting you, it's really simple. You solve that need without clutter, right? If I need comfort, I just make a list of 10 or 20 things that might give me comfort and I lean into those and then I make the bed so I can have my comfort, but not need to include the house chaos in that statement of fact. And and what's tricky about this is, When you don't know what's causing your chaos, when you don't know what your chaos is doing for you, no system, no solution is going to work. Doesn't matter what you try, what books you read, what shows you watch. And yet, once you know this, anything will work. Any system or solution will work and it will feel more effortless because you have solved the thing that's been rooting it into your life. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, I just feel like you just lifted so much off so many people's chest because I think whether it's there's significant other, but I think you also mentioned, like you said yourself, there's things that I do, right? I I can point out some things in my office right now that, yeah, there's a lot of things organized, but there are some things that are not, not right. And I think it kind of says that you said, maybe I'm avoiding them for some reason. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it, that bringing that f- file up is very stressful, right? There's so many different things, but figuring out my why and my purpose, I think you kind of gave permit people permission to be themselves, right? Whether it's... Yeah. And to take up space, 
we yeah. don't take up space in this world. We're supposed to be a size double zero. We're supposed to have a minimalist home. We're supposed to be perfectly on time. Everything about how society tells us we should be doing life says, tighten it up, button it in, make it small. And you should be appropriate socially. You should talk at an appropriate level. Sure. We're still animals who need to be in our wildness. I want you to be in your wildness because that's where the fun is. That's where the love is, the creativity, the joy. Like when we're in our highest, most vibrant place, we're not quietly sitting silently in a, you know, like in lotus position. Oftentimes we are like living out loud and our home should be able to reflect that when we want to. Oh my goodness. This is, this is so amazing. Okay. So now that you have gotten every listener's attention, because they either are going, <laughs> oh my God, my kids need you, or I need you for my kids, or you know what, maybe I should take you home. What does working with you look like? Do you come to my home? Is it online? Tell me a little bit about that. So I do all the things. So I primarily work online and I have a few different ways. So I will just name that it is very complicated to do this work with someone. It's personal. It's like open heart surgery with a stranger. So you have to find someone that really vibes with you. So what I do is I do a few different things. First, if you just want to test the waters with me, I have tons of free resources. So, and especially for your listeners, Jess, I've got, if they go to starhansen.com forward slash podcast and Hansen is H-A-N-S-E-N. They can get a quiz to see what monster is hiding in their closet and keeping them stuck. They can get a free copy of my book. Um, but one of my, a few of the ways that I work with people is I will do virtual coaching with them. But even more exciting is I started a membership a few years ago, a virtual community. And what's amazing about this, it's called the chaos to calm community. And the biggest thing that stops people from getting organized is the shame. They think that there's something wrong with them. No one else has this problem. It's just me. And that's 1000% not true. So what we do together is we normalize that everybody's got chaos somewhere in their lives, right? Internal, external, doesn't matter. It's all the same. And then I educate you on how you can get out of it. And you have group, like group time to basically move through and normalize that like you're not alone. You're not insane. Like there's nothing wrong with you and your clutter is very possible to manage. And it's so fun to watch people when they kind of come in, they're watching like kind of quietly, like with their camera off, like, mm, I don't know yet. Yeah, yeah. And like months in, they're like, I'm having like wins I've never had before. My entire, this room is done and that room is done. And I've never seen it like this. And that's just, just the top of the joy for me. Like you said, you're just building this community, but I like the word shame that you use. I don't know if you listen to Brene, Brene Brown in any obsessed kind of way. Obsessed with her. Yeah. Obs and, and obsessed with Atlas of the Heart, which is just, have you read Atlas of the Heart yet? I have it. I have not read it yet. <laughs> I'm so obsessed with it that we now have a monthly class in the membership devoted to it because how she unpacks and defines the words is so healing. And it's just been like a game changer. I'm obsessed with it. She, I so I'll watch some things when I'm working out and I was rewatching one of her like, super old interviews. So I was like regrounding with her. So it's funny that we're talking about shame and vulnerability because that's exactly what she talks about, obviously, and things like that. So it's really cool for you to bring this up. I think it, it's so important. And I think if you follow any, what you're saying, but also what Brene Brown saying, it isn't a weak thing. It's not no. being weak. It's literally embracing who you are, being strong, being true. You know, these are all the words that we want, but because like you said, that society pressure, whether it's Instagram, whether it's older generations or whatever the case may be, that inner self-talk, we shut a lot of that stuff down. And, you know, we have this perception that if you feel shame, the antidote is to just get better, do better, get better, be stronger, solve your your weaknesses. And that's not true. Renee, Renee says that the antidote to shame is connection. 
So connection and showing someone a space and being like, okay, I'm going to show you this and I'm terrified. And the fact that they don't run away screaming that I will tell you every day of the week, that's not the worst space I've ever seen. Yeah, It's just not like, I'm sorry. You would have to work so hard. It would have to be corpses piled on top of each other for you to scare me. It would have to be like a dangerous, like that's the only thing. And then I have different problems. No tip, got it. Okay. Exactly. (laughs) But really it's like, I've never seen clutter that scares me. Your clutter doesn't scare me. Like it's just, it's just stuff. It's you. It is an extension of you. And the more that we can allow each other to see and connect with us on our most vulnerable state, that's where the healing comes in. And it's magical. I love that. So for the person that's listening, I know you mentioned your website. Is that the best way to contact you to hire you for coaching? For sure. Yeah. If they go to my website, starhanson.com, there's a work with me page. They can go on there and they can apply to set up sessions with me. They can just hire me for a one-off. Um, and then of course on the podcast page, they can have access to all, you know, the free resources as well as the membership itself. Love that. So we're not finished yet, as you know, but (laughs) out of everything we're talking about when it comes to decluttering being true to yourself that, you know, taking away the shame and things like that, what do you think is the one thing you want a listener to take away today? Oh, the one thing I want you to take away is to shift into curiosity and out of judgment. I want you to look at your clutter as though it's a gift. Like yeah. that clutter is not going to go away until you find the gift in it. And so as long as you are looking at that clutter, and again, clutter is in the eye of the beholder. So as long as you see it as the problem and not the solution, right, you are staying locked in that, in that challenge. So if you can even just start looking at your clutter and, and being curious about what it is and why it's there and how long it's been there without beating yourself up, or just looking at the variation and color and nuance of it, of, you know, wow, like oh my gosh, this is beautiful proof that I love to travel. Everything is from a trip that I've taken recently or wow, how abundant am I that I have all of these clothes? I may not be able to wear them and that may be an issue I'm working on, but how abundant am I? And I'm so blessed, like starting to look for the positive instead of the negative. Oh, I love this. So let's get into the next part. <laughs> the <laughs> lightning round. Oh, I'm going to make up a song for you. Are you ready? Da-da-da, oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> every time I keep listening to your podcast and you keep saying like, I need a, I need a, a song. I, I need, need a song. song. I need a song. I need a something I could just press right now and bing, bang, boom. Da-da-da, you know, da-da-da-da. I don't, I'm not the one to do this. I like that you've been working on it though. I, like I, it I thought about it. I want to be, I want to offer something to you. I want to be <laughs> generous back. You're so generous with your listeners. I want to be generous back. <laughs> oh my goodness. So well, I guess my first question is going to be, is your bed made right now? It is made right now. I, I honestly though, I don't know why, because I want to be back in there today. I slept <laughs> so bad last night and I'm like fantasizing. It's, I think it's because I know I can't get back in there until tonight. So I was like, fine, be a big, I'll be a big girl today. It's oh, fine. that adulting thing we have to do, right? Gosh, it's just <laughs> a lot. Sometimes it's just a lot. Is there something that you collect or you have you ever collected like growing up? Was there one thing that you always collected? Yeah. So I, so I, I've moved several times in the last few years. So I'm very in touch with what I collect at the moment. So the only things I really collect are plants you can only see one in here, but there's probably 15 plants in oh my, my office right now. Um, and, <laughs> and gemstones. I am obsessed with gemstones. Like I come, you know, I'm from Tucson originally, and we have the gem and mineral show there. And I just love the energy of different gemstones and crystals around me. So I always have like a million constantly around me 
just for energy, just infusing my life with good energy. That's all. I love that. It's a new one. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what is an emoji that you use the most? The emoji that I use the most, the laughing one with the, with the tears <laughs> for sure. That's the, my number one, number two would be just the red heart. I'm a classic red heart girl, but mostly I just am always laughing to tears with my besties. I love it. Are you, are you the person that sends like eight of them at once? <laughs> No, I try to, I am like a one at a time girl. That's yeah. <laughs> not obnoxious like me. Gotcha. No, I'm, I don't think it's obnoxious. It's just, it depends. It has to be like an escalated level of joy Yeah, like, where you're obsessed. It's, but I'll go through like a meme phases with a bestie where like, we'll just send each other nonstop memes on a certain theme. And that's just, just straight up joyful. <laughs> Although I did hear that that's how Gen Z knows we're old because we still deal in memes. They Gen Z is like we don't do memes, old people. Oh. I know, I know. But they also are against skinny jeans, and I yeah. have a problem. And also, they like high rise. So I'm sorry if you're listening in your Gen Z. It's okay. Time will heal those wounds. <laughs> but I am too short waisted for the for the for the high pants. I literally feel like they're like up to my armpits, and I'm like, well, got my walkers on, like. Like, I don't know. So I'm a nineties kind of girl, I guess <laughs> the I first round it. of nineties, not this current resurgence of them. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yep. Um, what is something you want to learn more about? Mm. Oh, I am. So I'm always obsessed with languages. I love learning languages. It makes me so happy when I do it. And I haven't done it in the last year. I feel really good. So I studied, I've, I've dabbled, I've dabbled in a lot of languages, but one of the things that I want to do is there's this great, um, Spanish school, um, in Guatemala and I'm dying to go because you literally go there and you're, you get six hours. <laughs> this is my joy, six hours of private tutoring a day with someone. And it's like, and you can stay there for a week to three weeks. And I'm going to go and stay for three weeks because that's who I am. I go a little I intense. Same. <laughs> All or nothing type of gal. I love if it. If a lot is good, excessive is better. I don't know. It's yeah. I don't have physical clutter, but like, I love to collect knowledge and information it makes me super happy. <laughs> I love it. What is one way you practice self-care? Sunsets or sunrises. It's like so joyful. Like it's just like communing with nature feeling at peace. Like I love to go sit in my backyard and just watch the sunset and the colors change. And it's, I think self-care so often is something we think we have to do. I have to go fix a bath. I've got to go meditate or yoga or got to do this thing. And that's just me existing in nature, just enjoying. And I kind of have this, like this idea of like, I'm collecting beautiful moments so that if I'm ever like bored in a waiting room, I can call back on like those beautiful moments of sunsets or whatever, where it's like, I have a catalog of beauty in my mind that I can call back on. Oh my <laughs> Train your own meditation scenery wherever you go. I love it. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> Star, I cannot thank you enough for your time. We, I feel like we just had so much good conversation before we got on the recording and then when we got on the recording. So I just want to let you know that I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. Just so same with you. I really love today and I love your mission and what you're doing. And it's just, this is so necessary. I feel like the world of stress. I love anytime someone has said, Oh, just stress less. I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. No problem. Yeah. I'll just I'll press that, that button right now. Yeah. yeah. No, no problem. It's like, it just makes me more angry when they say <laughs> that. So I love that you are out here spreading the message and offering practical, tangible solutions and just normalizing this, this thing that we're all dealing with. So thank you for all the work that you do.